0: Welcome to Timeless Truth with Pastor Jim Thomas, a resource of The Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. This is the first week of our 2024 winter season, and we're picking back up with our study of the Gospel of Mark. If you'd also like to dive into other studies from our archive, you can search our entire library at thevillagechapel.com resources. We pray these studies will help you to think biblically in all categories of life so that we all might be formed more into the likeness of Christ. Now, here's Pastor Jim.
1: You can learn a lot about somebody by the way they respond to different kinds of people. And watching Jesus as we go through Mark's gospel, we've seen him respond to all kinds of different adults, men, women that had different kinds of problems, different kinds of illnesses. Uh, We've seen Jesus respond to different kinds of situations like natural disaster storms out on the open water. We've seen him respond to the hunger of the masses as he has uh, fed 5,000, fed 4,000, People with just a small amount of food. We've seen Jesus respond to the self righteous religious leadership of his day. Uh, They coming trying to, as as they approached him, they they were coming trying to catch him in something, get him to say something that would discredit him. They'd ask him difficult questions uh, and and try to pin him down on something. Well, one of the interesting things that I notice in the next four verses in Mark chapter 10. The way Jesus responded to children. Look at verses 13 through 16 with me. They began bringing children to him so that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. And so the folks who are bringing their kids uh, are likely in that day and time looking for either a blessing from this traveling rabbi as he was running around all the countryside uh, teaching, preaching, uh, healing others. And so they're bringing their kids that have needs or that they want their children to be blessed by this rabbi. And sure, there are just tons and tons of kids around and parents trying to get to Jesus. And the disciples have re, have started rebuking them, that is rebuffing them, turning them away. Uh, I, I suppose they were trying to protect Jesus in, in terms of how tired he might have been or in terms of how many people are trying to get to him and they just want to respect his margins and protect him a little bit. What does Jesus do? Well, verse 14 says, when Jesus saw this, the the disciples were turning them away, were rebuffing them, he became indignant. And I love this about Mark's gospel, doesn't ever shy away from uh, letting us see the emotions, the human emotions of Jesus. And Mark never shies away either from letting us see the failures or the missteps Of the disciples when they get it wrong. And so Jesus becomes indignant at them. Indignant is a pretty strong word. Uh, Angry. Uh, He's kind of miffed. And uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want Jesus angry at me or indignant at me. He says to them, these disciples, as they're doing this, he says, permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it at all. And he took them in his arms and he began blessing them, laying his hands upon them. And so you see, uh, you can, I, I, this is very visual to me. I mean, I think you can probably get an idea here. Um, what kind of people do the children represent? Well, certainly uh childlike, not childish, but childlike uh, people, impressionable versus cynical people. Their self-righteous religious leaders would be cynical people. They wouldn't even come to Jesus or be eager to come to Jesus. But here these children come, and they are childlike. They are impressionable. They're teachable. They're dependent. uh, They're receptive versus resistant to Jesus. They're believing. Um, you know they're they're filled with wonder and 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 they're 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 vulnerable versus the callousness that you know somebody who is a self righteous person uh might might sort of exhibit that kind of uh attitude toward Jesus Frederick Bakner in the faces of Jesus said so this as Christianity understands it. God does not want us related to him as an invention to an inventor or pawns to a cosmic kibitzer. He wants us related to him as children are related to their father. Yeah. I like that, and I love what we read here about Jesus and His welcome to kids. Kim and I uh, happen to be really close friends with a couple who have four young children, and I love nothing more than when we go over for a visit, ring the doorbell, and the kids come running. The first one throw, to get to the door throws it open; the other three following, sliding to a stop on the hardwood floors, all with screams of delight. Their enthusiasm welcome is accompanied by lots of joyful hugs and occasionally some full body tackles um I know they're gonna get older, and I know that that's all gonna change, but for now, man, it brings me such great joy to receive that kind of a welcome from those kids. The Lord Jesus is uh eager to welcome us his uh, are not wagging fingers at us and and kind of shamed and rolling eyes and all that sort of thing no no his are open arms uh, toward us and I want the church to be that way too uh, especially want the village chapel to be that way too so if you are uh, among us here at the village chapel whether online or in person um, let's all make sure our hearts are Putting out the warm welcome sign, throwing open the door, just, yay, so glad whenever we see anybody there. When you come in. Um, don't think of yourself as a guest. Think of yourself as a host and welcome, folks. I think that's really important. Now, I don't know if you noticed how the disciples uh, assumed that they should protect Jesus. You know, I mean, how many times do we do that, right? We we think the God of the universe. You know, or in this case, the Son of God um, needs our help with something, and i i don 't know about you, but i'm i'm often uh, offering my advice to God in my prayers on the way he ought to fix something or w- when he ought to do something all of that and and yet, I need to become more childlike trusting him that he knows best that he knows exactly what he's doing. So what kind of people in this story we've just read do you think the disciples represent, in particular uh, in this moment where they're rebuffing or they're turning away uh, all of those who brought those children along to Jesus? Well, a similar account is in Luke chapter 18. Jesus called... For them uh, to the disciples, saying, Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And um, as I said here in Mark 10, verse 14, um, Mark doesn't hide the fact that Jesus took this. Uh, real, real seriously, and he wanted the disciples to take it real seriously. He, The Lord Jesus wants you and I to be the kind of followers of Jesus that are inviting, all along the way, inviting others to come and join us as we follow Jesus, and to make it clear to others that Jesus welcomes them Um, I love Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and may find grace to help in time of need. Maybe you're in some time of need right now, or maybe somebody you know is, and uh, you might want to share Hebrews 4.16 with them. It says, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may receive, not purchase, not achieve, not, not somehow another earn, no, that we may receive as a gift the grace that we need in time of need. The Lord is eager for you to come to him. He's eager for your friends, your family members to come to him. I think that's important for us to keep in mind. Paul Tripp says, never alone, never forgotten never again condemned, never unloved, never rejected, never without help, never without hope, never left to battle alone. This is the life of every one of God's children." That's so important. These quotes will be in the notes, the show notes for this podcast and whatever platform you happen to be listening or watching on, you should be able to access those. If not, go to thevillagechapel.com and uh, you should be able to navigate and find your way there. I once read an article, uh, not, not too long ago, actually, uh, in Psychology Today that made this kind of a bold claim that the average four-year-old laughs 300 times a day. And the average forty-year-old only four times a day. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I believe Christians should laugh more often. How about you? One of my things I say in the benediction at the village chapel every single week, uh at the at the close of my, my sermons, is that, that the Lord uh would make us cheerful in his service, uh, that we would know the joy of of the lord and even when we've messed up uh, when we turn to him um, we need to know we are his children even in our repentance we can be joyful because the bible tells us what his response will always be Um, C.S. Lewis summed it up this way in a quote. It's probably one of my favorites, and you may have heard it before. I don't know. If we consider the unblushing promises of reward and the staggering nature of the rewards promised in the Gospels, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. And that's C.S. Lewis's um, uh, essay, In the Weight of Glory. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but I think it's really a a great one, and I highly recommend it to you. Um, Realize that you've been invited to a holiday at the sea. And that the relationship the Lord your God your Father wants to have with you is you know you can just imagine you can see you know families down at the shoreline all the time playing in the sand and having all kinds of fun and burying each other in the sand and all that sort of just just delighted to be together and that's the kind of relationship the God of the Bible wants to have with you and with me. Let me pray for us, Lord. Thank you uh, that you invite us to become childlike. Forgive us the times we've been childish, Uh, help us, Lord, to grow and mature, but to always trust you, to always hope in you, to always look to you, to run to you, to eagerly um, uh, come into your presence, Uh, not only to repent, but also to rejoice, Lord, To, to adore you, to praise you and worship you. So, Lord, whether we're coming for blessing, for comfort, for forgiveness, or for healing today, I pray for all of my friends that might be listening or watching today, um, that your blessing, your comfort, your forgiveness and healing would indeed be theirs. I pray this in Jesus' name. For his sake, amen and amen. God bless you
0: thanks for listening to today's study. Take a moment to leave a review and share this episode with friends and family. You can stay connected by signing up for our newsletter or follow us on social media. At The Village Chapel, we believe God's Word is unique in its source, timeless in its truth, broad in its reach, and transforming in its power. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com.